This message comes to you from New Life Derby. So we're starting a new series this, this morning, really, which I'm, I've titled, um, We Are the Church. And um, it's been a while, it's been on my heart for a while, really, this series. I've, I've really felt, you know, God prompting me to say something, to speak about the church um, in, in March. And it's been something that has been at the back of my head. And I really did not know what he wanted me to say. I really did not know what it was about, the direction he wanted it to go. And I've been seeking God's face and, and really praying. And I hope, you know, some part of what God wants to do will come through to you and minister to you in this season. I, I really believe God is, is, is redirecting, is changing the shape of things, you know. And I, I was praying this week and I really felt a prophetic word that God laid on my heart, you know. And, and I just want to read it out. It's a short word, but I really felt God laying this prophetic word on my heart. And it, it's, it's speaking to the church. It's speaking to the church, local church, but the church um, worldwide as well. It says, I I am bringing a shift in the landscape of the church. I'm bringing a shift in the landscape of the church. There is a move in the tectonic plates of the structure of the church. You know that the, 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 the world is, mountains are formed by those tectonic plates moving together. And, and God is saying he's bringing a move in the tectonic plates in the structure of the church. It's not based on what was or what we imagined, but it will be brand new. I will form it. I will bring it to pass. I will design it. It will not be man-made, but orchestrated from heaven. Let go of what has been. What I am doing is unlike, is unlike any other move on earth. No book, no videos, no minds have captured what I want to do and what I'm going to do. Don't finish my sentences for me. Don't put a full stop where I haven't. I am still speaking, and I need you to still be listening to me. I mean, you might remember sometimes last year, about September, we had a series which we called The New Wineskin. And we had a few um, uh, um, things we felt God was, was asking us to, 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 to put on, you know, a new wineskin. He was asking us to bring on prayer and fasting. You know, we talked about that. God wants us to be a people of prayer and fasting. He wanted us to be awake and not asleep. You remember, don't put the snooze button on. Let's not be people that put the snooze button and go back to sleep. But rather, let's be awake and alert. He wanted us to be a disciple-making people. He wanted us to be people that act actually are intentional about disciple making. And then he wanted us to be revival ready, to be ready for what he wants to do. And I really believe that's what God is saying to the church today. But do you know one thing I've come to find out is, I don't know if you've heard this, this saying before, that the easiest way to distract a, a person from what they are meant to do is to give them something else that is good to do. You know, if you, have been, if you have been told to do something, the easiest way to distract you from doing that is to give you something else that you see as, as good. You know, then that suddenly takes you off your main focus and focuses you on something else. I just, I don't know how this will work today, but I really felt God just laying on my heart this morning to, to do a little drawing. 
And I hope you can see, I hope you'll be able to see this on your screens and it's not going to be backwards or back to front. Um, but, but if an aeroplane is leaving the United Kingdom here and it's flying to Australia, Australia is here. You know, they set the flight map, they set a flight map that goes from here to, to there. And the aeroplane sets its course and begins to fly to Australia. If this aeroplane goes off course by one degree, just a little, in fact, half a degree from when it takes off from, from the UK, if those, if those uh, uh, meters are not right or they are off by, by half a degree, they start going off course slightly here. It's not too bad after if, you, if they notice it after half an hour or after one hour. If they notice that they're off course after half an hour, after one hour, it's not too bad. But if they are flown for 15, 20 hours, they can find themselves in a completely different place. They can find themselves right in the middle of nowhere, in the wrong place. And there needs to be a recalibration to get back to the focus. You know, as I, was, as I was having this picture, I just felt like this was the church. This was me here, the church. And this is Jesus. How many of you know Jesus is our main focus as a church? Jesus is all we're about. We're to travel there. If we start going off course by a little bit, it's easy to get back on course when, we, when, we're, when we've just started the journey. But when we've gone a distance, it's, it takes a lot of recalibration to get back to where we're meant to be. And I just really felt God saying, our eyes need to be turned to him. Our eyes, the eyes of the church need to be turned back to Jesus. The church needs to refocus. You know, there's a word that really has been coming, and I'll just take this out of screen or else it will do my head in the whole sermon. There's, there's a word that really God has been saying to the church and saying to me, speaking to me about even where, I, 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 where my mind is with regards to leading the church. And the word is realigning. I'm realigning where your focus is. I'm realigning what that focus is. And it's centering it on Jesus. And I don't know if you know this song. It's an old song, but it's a great song. Turn your eyes on Jesus. I'll just invite um, Jack to, 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 to play while I sing this song. And if you're way wherever you are, I just want us right at the start of this series. We're going to look at this series for over three weeks. We'll have a break next week, Mothering Sunday. But then we'll come back to this series for the, for the last two, two weeks in March. But turning our eyes back to Jesus, turning our eyes to Him. We want our gaze to be completely on Jesus. We want our focus to be on Him. Jesus. Turn your eyes, yeah. Turn your eyes, oh. 
upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful gift, and the things on earth will grow strangely deep in the light of His glory and grace. Let's sing that together one more time. Turn your eyes, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face. Yeah. And the things of the earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory. God is turning our focus back to Him. He's turning our focus back to Him. You know, the church's doors have been shut for months now. The church had the churches worldwide, or at least nationwide, have been shut for months now. But there was an article in the newspaper called Express. Just a few weeks ago, it was on the 21st of February, and the heading on that title says, COVID pandemic brings British churches back to life. COVID pandemic brings British churches back to life. Wouldn't you think that is the wrong time for the churches to come back to life when the church doors of the buildings are shut? It says... Public attitude to churches have changed for the better with faith groups winning praise for their response to the pandemic. More than a third of non-Christians, 34%, now agree that local churches are making a positive difference in their community, up from 20% three years ago. During this time, the overall share of UK adults who think churches are helping their community has gone up from 35% to 42% with just 24% disagreeing. And this was done by a survey, you know, by, by, so, and, and you can go and read it. It's, it's online. It's by the Express um, newspaper, and, and you, can, you can read more about it and just find out. But I was caught by that title, COVID pandemic brings British churches back to life. <laughs> back to life. That means they thought the churches were dead. You know, there are some things that the church has perceived is their function or the church has perceived is their role. But actually, that's not what God designed the church to be. And I really feel that God is using this season to transform that, to shift us back, to realign us back to what he has designed us to be, who he has designed us to be. And as we look at that, this is just, you know, in the last few months, you know, that, that if we had, if we were not so far off course, if we were not so far off what, what, where we are now, you know, it would have been so easy to get back to where 
We need to be, but God needs to shift. He needs to do a magnitude shift. I don't know if you remember the prophetic word Pastor Steve brought to new life a number of years ago. He said, God is bringing a seismic shift to us. Well, you might wonder, what is the church then? What is it that we've done wrong? And that's what this morning really I want to focus on. In just in the next few minutes, I want to look at five things that the church is not. But before I do that, I want to go to Scripture and see where does the church lie with Jesus? What did Jesus say when he was on the earth? You know, our focus needs to be Jesus. Our attention needs to be on him. Our, our focus needs to be fixed on Jesus. And when Jesus was on the earth, he didn't talk a lot about the church. He didn't say a lot about, you know, about, about the church. But he said that there are two instances where the, the words he said were translated into church. And the first one is where we all know, a lot of us will know about this. It's in Matthew 16 and verse 15. It says, he was speaking to the disciples and he said to them, But who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth, Earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Those words are, are, are really famous and are well known. I will build my church. But what church was Jesus talking about there? What church did he mean? Who did, what did he mean by the word church? He meant the universal church. He meant everyone that comes to Christ all across the world. He was talking about a church that is worldwide. I will build my church. And it was based on the revelation that Peter had. It was based on that revelation that he, he responded to, to, to Peter's um, word, to, to Jesus' question. Who do you say that I am? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. If I ask you today, who do you say Jesus is? What is your response to that? It is based on your response that Jesus is building his church. If your response is like Peter, you know that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. If that's your response, if you have accepted Jesus in your heart and that's where your stand is, then he's building his church through you. You are his church. And that church is worldwide. But there's another instance where Jesus talks about the church. And in Matthew 18, if you go a few verses down the road, Matthew 18 and verse 15, it says, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his faults between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear you, take with you one or two more, that by the mount of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. 
What church was Jesus speaking about there? He wasn't speaking about the universal church, the white church. He was speaking about a local church. He was speaking because if actually Jesus was speaking about the universal church, imagine that. You would have to travel, fly to Australia, to, to, to the US, to, to uh, everywhere, you, New, New Zealand, to tell the church about the offense that this brother had to you, had for you, about you. But actually, God was speaking, Jesus was speaking about a local church. A local church is important to Jesus. The universal church is important to him. The local church is not one or the other. You know, sometimes you meet people and they say, well, you know, I'm part of the church universal. I love that, but I'm not part of a local church. You know, it's so easy as well in this season to be part of a universal church. But actually, you know, because everything is online now, we're just following so many people rather than following one, you know, finding a local church and planting ourselves there. I want to encourage you, you know, I know there's so much online, there's so much information out there, but find a local church and be part of that local church. Walk with that church, giving to that church, serving that church. Because that's what Jesus wants. So there's the universal church and there's the local church. And that's how Jesus wanted the church to be. I want to just look at five things quickly that the church is not. And that's where I want to base this sermon today. The five things that the church, the first thing is the church is not a building. The church is not a building. We all know that, you know, it's, and I, I, am, I think one of the biggest challenges that, that I'm having today right now is on learning some things that I've learned in the past on learning things that I've carried, you know, along. But actually, you know, God is helping me to, to begin to recalibrate, to realign my, my understanding and my thinking about it. The church is not a building. The church is not a building. I, I, you know, it's so easy for us sometimes to point to a building and say, that's my church. Or you might say, you know, I'm dressing up to go to church, you know, before the pandemic. You would probably have said, you know, I'm going to church. And you're, in your mind, you have a building in mind. But actually, the church is not a building. I remember listening to um, David Pawson and, and hearing him give this illustration. And it really made me smile as I, as I listened to it. But he said, you know, when he pastored a church um, a, a while ago, in England somewhere, he, he had a busload of children that came from his school and a teacher, an Ari teacher came and they parked up next to the, next to the building of the church and they said, and we've come to see the church and um, he, said, he said to them, I'm sorry, the church isn't here. And they looked very puzzled. You know, and they said, oh no, we've come to see the church. He said, I'm sorry, the church isn't here. The church is all across the city at the moment. The church is at work. The church is in school right now. The church is in a university. And eventually the, the teacher said, you know, I want to, we want to see the building. And he said, oh, you want to see the building where the church meets? And they said, yes. And he took them into the building. And they began to you know, look around and all the students got their pencils out and their papers and they began to ask 
him questions about things on the, on, they were looking around and they had been to other places of worship and they thought, you know, everything meant something, you know. So they would look at, at something on the wall and say, what does that mean? And he, he would look at it and say, well, that's an air vent where air comes in from outside and comes inside. And he'll look at something else and say, what's that? And he'll say, that's just a, a, a lamp that helps um, the, the speaker to, to read and I can turn it on and off. And, and they, were, they were a bit puzzled because nothing there had much meaning to, 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 the, to the religious faith, really, because it was just a building. It was just a building. It was not the church. You know, the, if, if I really believe that if Jesus wanted the church to be stuck in a building, he would have given the blueprints for the New Testament tabernacle. Do you realize how detailed God was about the Old Testament temple? Everything was given to measurements, to color, to, to, to material that was what the priests were meant to wear. He was so detailed with that. But when we look in the New Testament, he gave no, no, no detail at all. The only thing he says is when he speaks to the Samaritan woman. And the woman says, oh, you know, our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. But you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. So she knew that, that you know, the, 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 the religion there was that you go to the temple in Jerusalem. And Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. No, Samaritan, you Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. God is not asking us to worship in a building. He's looking for true worshippers that will worship him in spirit and in truth. And really God is recalibrating our minds and many of you will know that God has dropped in us the vision for home churches. And that's what he's saying to us. Now, I'm not saying that home churches is the answer. You know, I'm not saying that that's all God is, what God is going to do. For us, that's where he's leading us through. He's leading us down. You know, he's, he's, he's changing our focus to home churches. You know, I look at some churches that, you know, are, are not going down home churches. And I'm like, praise God. You know, God needs all flavors. He needs all shapes for, to reach our world. God is shaping us in this way for a particular reason. He's shaping us for a particular purpose. You know, even when we meet with the home church leaders, and Rachel and I have been doing that, meeting with our home church leaders, we say there's no one blueprint for every home church. We don't want want every home church to be the same. We want every home church to have its own DNA, its own flavor of what God is shaping them into. The church is not a building. The church is not on Normington Road. The church is wherever you are right now, sat down. The church is there. God wants us to take our focus of what it has been. And he's speaking to me the, 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 the most, you know, and it's in me. I, I'm being dealt with the hardest because that's, it's difficult to recalibrate. And sometimes you'll still hear me slip up and talk about the church as the building. And I apologize for that right now. But God is shaping us and he's saying, the church is not the building. 
The second thing is the church is not an organization. It's not a business. It's not an organization. You know, that's, I, I came from the business world. I grew up, you know, wanting to be a businessman. That was my dream. I learned, I studied about business. And when, you know, God called me into ministry, I thought, well, God, you want me to lead your church with all the business skills I have, you know, to come in to lead the church in, the, in that way. You know, and I came in very confident, feeling that, well, God, this is why you trained me into business. But I've come to realize the church is not an organization. The church is not not a business. It needs to have a business-like manner when it's dealing with finance or dealing with legal parts, but actually the church is not a, a, a business. The church is not an organization. It's not a brand. It's an organism. It has life to it. It changes, it shapes, God shapes it. Does that mean we have to do things in a sloppy way? No, it doesn't. It means we bring our best to him. If we're doing anything, we bring our best to him. If we're printing a document, we do our best. If we're presenting through media, we do our best. But it is not an organization. The third thing is the church is not a denomination. A denomination is just a name given to a group of people. We are part of the Assemblies of God denomination. That's not the church. The church is not a denomination. The, 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 the church is not, God is not going to have an area in heaven where all the Assemblies of God stay and then the other place, the Baptists and the Methodists. He's not interested in denominations. He's interested in the people. The church is not a denomination. The fourth thing is the church is not a social club. The church is not a social club. It's not where we meet to hang out with our friends. It's not just where we meet to hang out with our friends and have a catch-up. It's not a club. We can be, we can hang out with friends. We can, we can do that, but that's not what church is all about. In a club, you go and you join the club. You pay a membership fee. You attend business meetings, you vote at business meetings, you look at, you, you read the rules of the club and you do what the club asks you to do, you know, and then you're entitled to the facilities of the club. That's not what church is. The church is so much, and, and the next, you know, the, the next stage of this series is actually looking at what the church is. So don't, don't crucify me yet, you know, we'll come back to what the church really is. But it's not a social club. And the fifth and final thing is the church is not the clergy. It's not the pastors. You know, sometimes I hear people say, oh, the church ought to do this. And you, what they really mean is the pastor needs to do that. That's not the church. The church is not the pastor. The church is not the clergy. You know, why is the church not doing something about this? And what they mean is why is the clergy, why is the church, why are those professional people that are called reverend, why are they not doing something about it? Actually, the church is not the clergy. It's not the pastors. We are all the church. You know, if you, if you say, why is the church not doing it? Look at yourself and think, why am I not doing that? Why am I not looking after the poor? Why am I not um, um, housing the homeless? Why am I not? 
Because the church is not the clergy or the pastor. It's not an organization. It's not a building. It's not a club. The next um, the next um, week when we do this series, we'll be looking at some things that the church is. But I just felt really God saying, start with first looking at what the church is not. So that we can realign ourselves and get our eyes back on Him. And that song like we sang at the beginning, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things on earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And that's where I'm going to end today. I want to end with, I want to leave you with that question that I asked at the beginning that Jesus asked the disciples. Who do you say that I am. Who do you say that I am? Because that's in a summary what Jesus is going to use to build the church. You are the church. We are the church. Wherever we are, we are the church. We are alive now more than ever before since the doors of the church have been closed. We are alive now more than ever before. And God is calling us to be His church. He's realigning us back to what He wants. But the question is, who do you say that He is? Do you say He's the Christ, the Son of the living God? If you know Jesus, that's great because you have made that commitment. If you're watching today, and you've just bumped into this feed or your friend has has led you to it and you're wondering, you know, actually I have no clue who Jesus is. I know him as a word that, you know, it might be that you only know him as a swear word. Or you know him only as, you know, as someone that people have talked about. Or you might know him as a prophet. Whatever form you've known Jesus as, he wants to reveal himself to you as the Christ the Son of the living God. And just to end, I'd love to pray with you if that's you and you want to give your heart to Christ. I'd love you to pray this prayer. All it takes is for you to invite Him into your heart. That's all it takes. To start that journey with Jesus, He says if you believe in your heart and you confess it with your mouth, you are saved. And if you want to do that, This is a great opportunity to do that with you. I'll just encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Just say this after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, would love to get to know you, would love to, to, to welcome you into the family of God. 
you have become the church by praying that prayer. And God will build His church through you. You can put your name, you can just say, you know, I prayed that prayer. You can put it in the chat or you can, you know, there's a link that can go up in the chat and you can, you can click on that link and put some more details. Would love to send a Bible out to you. Would love to send some resources out to you and get in touch with you. Invite you on to our new believers and program so that you can learn more about this decision that you've made. But I'd love to pray with every one of us right now. And if you're out there, I'd love to pray with you watching that God would help us to turn our gaze to Him. Take our eyes off those things that we have, we, we, we have, we have looked at. Over the years, we have made church what it is not. But actually, God is realigning our focus. He's taking us back to what church truly is. And I really believe that we are, what, what, what God wants is that in these home churches, that He will be formed in us. Jesus will be formed in us as we meet in these home churches. Lord, I pray your blessing on every one of us, O oh God. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, O oh God. Help us, Lord, to turn our gaze back to you, to focus on you, to walk with you, O oh God. Help us, Lord Jesus, to unlearn those things that we have learned that really is not what you have designed the church to be. Help us to recalibrate ourselves for where you're calling us to. Help us not to, um, to, 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 to put all the ornaments and all the decorations in our buildings, but yet our lives are lacking in that, Lord. Help us to strip away those things, Lord, that are around us, that we're put up in the building to, to, to signify holiness and to signify purity and to signify the, 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 the Lord. But rather, but, but in our hearts, God is not really represented there, Lord. Help us to see that, Lord, you have called us to be the church and help us to put the focus and the emphasis on our lives to turn our eyes to you. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. We pray blessing on everyone today, this week. May you go before us, anoint us, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Let your grace come over us, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. For more information, please visit newlifederby.org.uk.